You and I, we're daughters of the Most High God. That means that we are royalty, uniquely positioned to spread the hope and peace of our Father's kingdom. And yet, I know this life is chock full of twists and turns, disappointments and outright attacks. Some days it feels like it's all we can do to schlep around frantically from one half to to the next, all the time worrying that we just aren't enough for our kids, our husbands, our friends, or our to-do lists. It doesn't feel like royalty at all. I've been there, and it's crushing. But frantic, frazzled, and pushed around by trials and fears? That's not who you are, sister, and you don't have to stand for it anymore. Come find freedom from the heaviness. Get immersed in spiritual truths and discover practical tools so that you can stand steady in the face of life's uncertainties. You are more than a conqueror, my friend. You rule. I'm Corey Halleck, and this is Unshaken Rain. Hello there. Welcome again to Unshaken Rain. I'm Corey, and I am just super stoked and thankful that you are here. It means a great deal to me that you are listening, and I hope that today's episode inspires you and encourages you. Okay, so for these past few episodes, I have been really hammering in this imagery of us being queens in the Lord's kingdom. And today, I wanted to take a beat and talk a little bit about what that doesn't mean. Because authority is not the same as unbridled license. And I imagine that you kind of already know this, but I wanted to still discuss it. Because... I know for me, as a mom and wife and just a busy woman, I can have days where I have totally hit my limit, right? My juice has run out and I feel like I am running on very little grace and decorum. And on those kinds of days, it can be really easy to become dun-dun-dun, an ice queen in our homes. And that's not really what we're going for, is it? So today, I'm going to be talking about what happens when things feel off kilter and out of balance in our queendom, and how to move forward without becoming an ice queen and declaring war on all neighboring countries. Because there are the days when I'm feeling things. Maybe something's not going well, or I'm feeling burdened by life, and I find myself getting frustrated about the little things. I will want to make harsh judgment calls like no more snacks and no more happiness simply because the request for snacks has started to bug me and it's like the last thing I can handle. And I don't want to be harsh. I want to be present and compassionate and, you know, all the good stuff and give snacks to my children. But man, they could just snack all day long. And when we feel pushed or cornered or forced or even just incessantly begged of things, We, or at least I, tend to slip over the fence into the land of control. But that last flavor of the fruit of the spirit isn't just control. It isn't control over our husband or control over our children. It isn't even God control. We can't just blame him for us not changing fast enough. That last flavor of the fruit of the spirit is self-control, y'all. And sometimes I have to bop myself on the forehead a little bit and remember, pull yourself in here, Corey. You have overextended your reign. 
because we're aiming for a reign of joy and life and abundance, not a reign of terror. And you aren't going to have a very successful queendom if you have no allies and everyone is plotting to overthrow you. But often we hear these societal statements or jokes or even just, they're just good natured funniness that kind of lead us though into thinking that it's okay to be psycho every now and then. Like, if mom ain't happy, then nobody's happy or happy wife, happy life. And then there is this episode of Modern Family that I recently saw, you've probably seen it too, where all three of the Dunphy women get their periods at the same time. And Luke calls it monstration. And it's hilarious. But it's also kind of sad. I don't want my family living in fear of my period or a bad day. Why does my sucky mood make it okay for me to wreak havoc on my household? Have you ever overheard your kids playing mom and kid? And the kid is just full force letting the mom have it. It is the funniest and kind of scariest thing ever. They are like practicing for a coup. First of all, usually whichever kid is playing the mom sounds horrible. I'm often in the kitchen overhearing it thinking like, oh my god, do I sound like that? And then whichever kid is playing the child is like, never, I will not, you can't make me mom and just totally letting out all the things they wish they could say back. And I've asked them before, like, why are you playing this? It sounds awful. And they just laugh and laugh like it's a big joke. Now, before you get all judgy, I've also honestly checked in with my kids and asked them if mommy sounds like that. And they've said no, and they laugh, and they just think it's funny to play mean mommy. And I can remember playing this with my siblings too. I think playing psycho mom is just hilarious for some reason. I can remember as a kid, we found out that another family we knew had a disciplinary practice called icky sticks, where if the kids said a naughty word or talked back, they had to lay an icky stick on their tongue, which had like soap on it, I guess. Well, my sisters and I took that concept and we went hog wild. Mom finally had to put a stop to it because we would have each other hanging backwards over the bathroom sink with popsicle sticks of everything. That family had used soap. Well, we expanded that to include dirt, salt, pepper, actual red pepper flakes, cayenne pepper, 100% cocoa powder, baking soda, whatever we could think of that tasted awful. And we would be yelling, you are naughty. Now you have to have an icky stick. And the one playing the kid would be like, no, mommy, no. And it was horrible. I think my mom was honestly scared that we were becoming evil villains. And of course, I want to say that we just aren't ever that way. And as mothers and wives and demure women of God, we never flip out. And of course, we're working on that, right? But we slip and something tips us over the edge and we feel like things are slipping out of control and we overextend into too much control. A few weeks ago, I spent some hours out here in our laundry slash storage room, cleaning it and organizing it. Now, it's laundry and storage, right? So usually we are just in here to grab something or throw in a load of laundry and then we go back out. So disorder seems to happen in here. And I say in here because it's also our recording studio because we're fancy. Um, and so that's one of the reasons I was out here cleaning it is to make some space um, so that we can record out here so I can record. And so I was out here like 
uh, making it look nice-ish because it is still a storage and laundry room. And my husband was inside the house with the kids and I was just out here happily listening to other podcasts and I went back inside and the house was a disaster. Now, my husband was doing computer work and working hard and he was being great and the girls were playing happily. It's just that they were playing with everything at once. Do your kids ever do this? It's like, it can never just be the Lego friends. It's the Lego friends with the Calico Critters furniture in an ice castle made out of the colorful magnetic sh magnetic shapes. And I come in and I see this and my Montessori educational leaning side and my type A personality side start duking it out with each other in a fight to the death. Because of course, I want my kids to be creative and imaginative. And wow, I'm just so happy that they're playing well. And yet I figure I will probably be the one re-separating all those pieces out into their designated bins. And I just came inside from organizing other stuff. And suddenly I felt overworked, underappreciated, overwhelmed, defeated, all the things, right? But instead of operating in self-control, I operated in over-control. I didn't like totally flip out. But I got snippy, mostly with my husband, like, do you even see this? And I pretty sternly started dishing out cleanup commands to the kids. I let those feelings I was having start to govern how I acted rather than allowing my own convictions and intentions govern how I acted. You guys, I kind of became an ice queen. But here's where it gets even more tricky. Because would it have been any more right for me to just stuff those feelings and smack on a fake smile and just take the disorder and reorganize the bins for them? I don't think so. Being a queen full of grace does not mean that you are a pushover or a doormat or never have any boundaries. So yeah, don't be mean. But also, sometimes it's okay to be a little mean. <laughs> Your queendom won't be secure if you have no borders. You need boundaries, both for others and for you. So like in that situation, the boundary I was feeling was, wait, this feels out of control and not respectful in our small space. The girls know that we play with one type of thing at a time and clean up the previous project before starting a new one. And also, since we live in our little accidental tiny home and our living room is the size of a walnut, the girls know that when they're playing, there absolutely has to be a walkway left through the living room so that daddy and I can move through the house without stepping on tiny little calico critter spoons. Which, side note, calico critters are adorable. What a precious little toy. Yet, I don't know how those spoons have lasted so long in our home. I'm surprised that I haven't vacuumed them all up. So I was feeling that they had crossed a boundary that I have previously communicated. But then in my response, I crossed a boundary as well. I'm going to be really vulnerable here for a second. Anger and control are the giants in my land, right? They are the ones that I am learning to push back and starve out of my nature. But anger and control, I believe, are fruit. They're bad fruit, but they're fruit. They aren't the whole vine. The vines are the feelings that come before and trigger the anger and control. And the more I consistently weed out and communicate when I'm feeling the triggers, the less likely I am to produce that kind of bad fruit. So feeling dishonored or unheard, feeling vulnerable or ignored, unimportant, feeling unappreciated, inadequate, 
unprotected, feeling questioned or blamed. These are feelings or triggers that I have had to identify that happen ever so quickly before the knee-jerk reactions of anger and control. So when I'm starting to feel that, OMG, I'm going to blow and throw away all their toys feeling, I have had to train myself to stop, drop, and roll, not really, but to stop and take a beat and and ask myself, what am I feeling right now? Or what did I feel before I wanted to throw away all their toys? <laughs> hey, this seemed like a good spot for a little commercial break. I want to tell you quickly about this awesome free guide that I made. See, I battled for so long with the negative self-talk and brain chatter going on in my noggin. And really, I thought I was alone in it. But then as I started sharing with my friends and talking about my struggle, I realized they were all experiencing this too. So I dove into a journey of figuring out how to practically take my thoughts captive. Because I'm a dreamer, but I'm also a concrete steps person. And I had heard the concept, but I didn't really understand how to take action. But through times with Jesus and digging into his word, I started finding some tools and strategies. And you guys, it's been working. I started taking back territory in my mind that had been inhabited for so long by evil little lying squatters. Some of these thoughts were so ingrained that I honestly thought they belonged there. And as the lies got uprooted and that space became more filled with God's truth, I realized I've got to share this. So I poured it all out. Silence the Haters is your launch guide to shushing the thought bullies in your head. It's not super long, but it takes you on a little journey of identifying diminishing thoughts, holding them up to Jesus, and then sticking them right where they belong. So I really hope you check it out. You can click the link in the show notes or you can head over to coreyhallock.com forward slash silence the haters and pop in your email so I can send that to you and you can get right to work thrashing the bozos in your brain and be free from that nonsense. Okay, let's get back to the episode. And friends, I get so much further with my kids, and I'll bet you do too, um, or with anybody, when I stop and sit down and communicate the boundaries. And like with my girls, I will try when I'm more in my right mind to say instead, okay, chicas, this living room is making me feel really overwhelmed because you know I've asked you to leave a pathway and there is no pathway. And I'm feeling that you have not listened to me. So could you please show me that you hear my words? Otherwise, I will follow through on the consequence that has been communicated to you. And our consequence for this particular issue is that, and they actually think this consequence is kind of funny, and that's that anything left in the pathway area is susceptible to be taken away. Now, this kind of sitting down and just communicating is especially successful with my older daughter because at eight years old, she likes to be on mission. And if I take the time to tell her how I'm feeling and ask her to participate in the turning around of the atmosphere, oh man, she's on it. She loves it. It calls her to mission. So now I've spent most of this time talking about things inside our homes and with our kids and a little bit with our husbands, because I think that is a place where most women I know tend to let out their true feelings a little bit more. We usually suck it up in public a bit or with our extended family or with our friends or yeah, out in our community. But inside, we're feeling many of these same things. And I think what happens in our homes and with our kids especially is like a little microcosm example of 
how we're often feeling in other areas of our life where we just put up and shut up and take it. But when we feel like we have something to prove or that our boundaries are being pushed on or too much is being asked of us, this is a total trigger moment for ice queening. But again, even if those pushing on our boundaries are outside of our family, it is still often our family that tends to have to deal with it. There have been seasons where I've been volunteering for too much at church or with activities that my daughters are involved in or when I'm letting myself be treated or spoken to in dishonoring ways simply because laying a boundary feels like too much work or too much drama. And in those seasons, I would still get really snippy, but with my family. Does this ever happen to you? Well, it isn't fair to them or to yourself. But I hear you, friend. Like, I know it's not always roses and royalty and reigning is not easy. It is so common and easy in life to feel overwhelmed and pushed on. So I sat down and and thought about it and I've compiled a few tips that I have learned for how to not be an ice queen. So are you ready? Okay. Number one, get a good solid grip on your priorities and your non-negotiables in life. Where are your personal boundaries? What are your family's boundaries? Have a family meeting and create a family mission statement if you think that might help bring clarity to what your priorities and goals are in this season. That can often really help with kids because they get to see how they get to participate in the, in the family mission. And of course, then this helps you say no, that elusive word that we talk about. Um, when you know what you are on mission toward, it's much easier to say to yourself or to others, no, that's not what we're doing right now. (laughs) And so then number two, figure out what you are feeling. When you are ice queening and piling stuffed animals into black trash bags, take a beat, mama. What are you feeling right now? Okay, in that moment, you might just be feeling fiery wrath at the pile of stuffed animals. But what did you feel that triggered this response? And is that thing something you need to communicate? Or is it something you need to let go? Number three, trust yourself that you are feeling things that are off balance. Boundaries probably have been crossed. You feel it, you see it. And I know that you can with grace hold those lines. Number four, Remember that Jesus, the King of Kings, didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so, yes, as co-heirs with him, we are always looking for how we can serve others. But remember steps one, two, and three. Jesus came to serve, and he gave his whole life for others, and he ended up giving actually his life, but he also held the line where he needed to. He let himself get beat up and he was finally broken for us. But at no point was he a doormat. He always knew who he was and what he was worth. Number five, ask. Ask for help. Ask for some alone time. Ask your family to be on board and ask for forgiveness if you cross a line. Number six, finally remember, a queen is not actually identified by her Pinterest worthy castle or her perfect family or anything material actually. A queen is identified by her royal bloodline or by being chosen and established by the king and you are both. Through Jesus you are both the bride of the king and 
His blood covers you and brings you into the family. So your reign, your grace, your convictions, and your ability to bring both direction and peace is not governed or restricted by your physical surroundings, not your ramshackle house, not your crumbling finances or your saucy kids or your overextended schedule or disagreements with your husband or comments from your extended family or by your biggest detractors and criticizers. None of them actually have the power to negate your identity or force you into a place of less. You are so capable. It might take some groundwork, especially with steps one and two, and that was getting solid on your priorities and non-negotiables. And number two was figuring out what you're feeling. But I know that you are called and capable of being a grace-filled queen, not a punky one. So go get it, royal power mamas. Your families are blessed to have you. Your husband is blessed by you. Your home overflows with the love and intention that you pour into it. I hope your day reflects these truths. You totally rule, and I'll talk to you later. All right, friends, that's it for now. But I would love to interact with you and get to know you more. So come find me on Facebook or Insta. Let's hang out. If you loved this episode, give it a like or a share or both. And be sure to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find us and be part of the fun. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back soon with more Unshaken Rain. Stay